0: in these uncertain times in these uncertain times perhaps you're hearing uh, that statement on the news interviews broadcast speaking of these uncertain times of which we and uh, yes the nations throughout the world are experiencing so much uncertainty School, employment, health, all of the uncertainties. In these uncertain times, we have certain truths we are to embrace. In these uncertain times today, can we again see and celebrate certain truths? that do not change. They're given to us from the book of Romans, chapter 8. We could live here for an extended time. We could speak weeks on these certain truths and others like them. But this morning, and hopefully continuously, to again see these certain truths, experience them, And may Christ use you to share these truths, these certain truths for these uncertain times. God gives us these truths through Paul. A very difficult life he experienced as a worshiper of Christ. And so he shares from his own experience truths. And I hope the Holy Spirit will allow us to shout and sing and celebrate Christ. The first certain truth that we're to celebrate in these uncertain times is from verses 8, chapter 8, verse 26 and 27. This first first truth that we're to celebrate is The Holy Spirit is praying for all of those who are in Christ. That's exciting. Listen. Romans 8, 26 and 27. Likewise, the Spirit, it's the Holy Spirit, helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought. But, The Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. If you're in Christ, the Holy Spirit Himself is interceding for you and for the Bride of Christ throughout the nations. I like that word that describes us. We're all weak. We're all spiritually weak. There is none of us who know how to pray as we should, but the Holy Spirit does. And He's praying perfect prayers for all who are in Christ during these uncertain times. Hallelujah. I keep emphasizing for those in Christ. Who is in Christ? The Scriptures teach us. Those whom God has elected and predestined and chosen, who gives the gift of grace and faith to see our sin, to begin turning from our sin and turn toward Christ and believe on Him for our acceptance, believe on Christ for our acceptance. That's how we enter in the family. It begins with God. It ends with God. And He must enable us to begin that life of repentance and faith, turning from going our own way and pursue the way of Christ, believing in Him. What's the first certain truth we're to celebrate? The Holy Spirit Himself is praying perfect prayers for all who are in Christ. The second great truth here is, whoo, verse 28. Perhaps you know this. Memorize it. Believe it every day. What's the second truth? We know that for those who love God, all things work together for good to those who are called according to His purpose. Wow, that's a certain truth for all who are in Christ to believe. We can know that everything God allows and permits in the lives of His children is for our good. Life's hard, it is not easy. There is pain, there is suffering, there is heartache, there are disappointments, there are uncertainties, there is all kinds of difficulties. But to know and to believe that all of this is working for our good. We need it. This is the gift we need that we do not want. What is the gift we need that we do not want? Heartache, crisis, pain, suffering. But He knows we need it to break us from our sense of self-dependence to grow us into a greater dependence on Christ. That's true throughout Scripture. The Holy Spirit Himself is praying. Secondly, God. God is working all things together for good to those who love God and are the called according to His purpose. Like what Dr. R.C. Sproul says in his teaching and preaching, Dr. Sproul is now with our Lord. And Dr. Sproul emphasizes, this is for those who love God who are loved by God and called according to His purpose. Listen, if you're outside of Christ, this doesn't apply to you. It doesn't apply. As Dr. Sproul says, it's for those who love God. All of that pain and suffering, if you're in Christ, is working for your good. What's the first truth? The Holy Spirit is praying. Second second truth, God is working all things together for good. Third truth, God is for us. He's not against us. He's for us. He's not against us. Listen, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Do you sometimes Feel and believe that God's against you. That He's out to get you. I struggle. I struggle to believe these wonderful truths. If you're in Christ, He's for you. He's not against you. Listen to this next truth that goes with all of these. Fourth truth, fourth truth. Listen, verse 32. He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all seed? He's for us. He's not against us. And he proves it. He's given the most ultimate, precious, valuable gift he could ever give, the gift of his son, Jesus Christ. And having given up the most precious, valuable gift that he could give, will he not also, along with Christ, graciously, graciously, abundantly give us all that we need to fulfill our good and His praise. He does not promise to give us what we want, but He does promise to provide everything that's needed for our good and His glory. Yes, we pray for one another. Yes, we pray for healing. And sometimes in His grace, He will provide it. But when you're facing a crisis and pain and suffering and tragedy, and you pray and you pray and you ask others to pray and they pray, and God does not answer as we have asked. He will graciously provide whatever we will need in our heartache, pain, and suffering for our good and His glory. That's what He's saying. He will graciously provide for every need. Oh, celebrate this certain truth in these uncertain times. And look at the next one. Look at the next one. Verse 34. Romans 8, 34. Who is it to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised? Who is at the right hand of God? Who indeed is interceding for us. What is Christ doing now? He's doing a lot. One thing we know Christ is doing for all of those whom the Father has given Him is the ministry of interceding, of praying. Now we've already seen that the Holy Spirit is praying and also Christ himself is interceding. Isn't that exciting? There are times that I feel so weak spiritually. And all I can say is, Father, answer the prayers of the Holy Spirit. Answer the prayers of Christ. All I all not know how to pray at times. Listen. Christ himself is interceding for the family. What's he praying? I don't know. I know some things that he's praying. You remember when he tells the disciples, if you're in Christ, he tells us to pray like this. And he gives us what we know is the Lord's Prayer. We also know from John 17 as Christ was preparing to be executed and receive the wrath of God in punishment against sin that he did not commit. We see, we hear, we know Christ is praying in John 17 for those who are his, for those who will believe on him. And what is Christ praying? He's praying for our joy. Our joy. That's what he says. He says, I've told you these things so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full and complete. What is Christ praying for his family? The gift of joy. Secondly, he's praying for peace. He's saying, I've told you these things, and I'm paraphrasing, so that in him we may have peace. For in this world, you will have tribulation. But be encouraged. I've overcome the world, says Christ. Christ wants his people to have joy and peace when during hard times painful, disappointed, you will have problems but be encouraged says Jesus he's defeated Satan when Christ went to the cross in his death and resurrection he defeated and disarmed the devil at the cross hallelujah thank you Christ What else is he praying? From John 17, he's praying for his family to be one, even as he and the Father and the Holy Spirit are one. Christ is praying for his family to be one, a sense of unity and oneness, even in our differences. Listen, godly men and women and people who believe Christ, who believe the scriptures, have convictions and differences that are based on scripture. Even in our differences, we're to have oneness. May I apply this? In marriage and in family, I've got the most wonderful person Christ has ever created, my wife. But oh, we have our differences. We look at things differently. But even in our differences, we can have oneness. Listen, even as Christ allows us to go through this COVID-19, certainly we have differences of how we should act and react to what measures we should take. Godly Christians, we we need and must wear masks. Other godly Christians, I don't see it as others. Differences, yes. Oneness, absolute. Corporate worship, good, godly people. Feel it's fun, let's go, let's gather, let's worship together. Inside, others, strong biblical convictions say, no, that's not healthy. In our differences, there must be oneness. I'm thankful for the leadership of Greenwood Presbyterian, our pastor, our senior minister. I'm thankful for our deacons and our elders who take ministry very serious. And these men are wrestling with what is best. How do we honor Christ spiritually in worshiping, in having communion, in coming together? These are godly men who want our best but also are wise, healthy men who are concerned about both the spiritual and the medical. They far surpass me. And so I yield to their counsel, both their medical knowledge of what's best, their spiritual knowledge. What a privilege we have here for our senior minister and our deacons and our elders. Yes, we may differ, but in our differences and preferences, there must be a oneness. Christ is praying for our oneness. What else does Christ pray? He tells us in John 17. Father, may they see my glory. He's praying for his people to see his glory, his beauty, his holiness, his majesty, his excellence, his supremacy over all things for the joy of all people. Christ, thank you for praying that we see your glory. What's Christ doing? We know he's praying because the Bible tells us he is. And then lastly, what's another truth we are to celebrate in these uncertain times? Here it is. Right there in the scripture, Romans 8. Nothing nor anyone can separate us from the love of God in Jesus Christ. For all who are in Christ, nothing nor anyone can separate you from the love of God that is in Jesus Christ. Who? listen, listen. Who, verse 35, shall separate us from the love of Christ. Shall tribulation, distress, persecution, men, women, young people, boys and girls who are being abused and beaten and tortured and starved and burned, famine, nakedness, the sword at the throat, danger, are they separated from Christ's love? No, no, no. Verse 37, in all these things we're more than conquerors, more than conquerors through him who loved us. Listen, verse 38 Paul says, for I am sure of this neither death nor life nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, the uncertainty of the future, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything, anything, anything else in all of creation is able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. <laughs> Jesus Christ is Lord. And if you're in Him, His love for you is secure. Hallelujah. How are we to respond? Remember and pray with thankfulness that this is true. As soon as you can in the beginning of the day, throughout the day, especially in hard, difficult times. Father, thank you for the Holy Spirit praying. Thank you, I don't understand it, I don't like it, but you're working for our good. Thank you that you're for us. You're not against us. Thank you that you will graciously provide whatever we need. It's hard, Father. It's hard. Don't understand it. And thank you, Father, for Christ who is praying. Thank you that you will provide whatever we need. And thank you that nothing nor anyone will ever separate your love for your children. Thank Him, pray that all will know this. May you know it, may you experience it, and may Christ use us, use His own everywhere to share it and to speak it. Hallelujah. Listen, there are men who are here, certainly our senior minister, when he returns to us as quick as possible, want to talk with you. There are ladies who will talk with you, ladies or girls who will talk to girls, ladies, about these truths, not only now, but when you're going through difficult times. So thankful for this loving, caring as you really care for one another and for others. Let's pray. Father, we want to shout. We want to sing. We want to celebrate Christ. Thank you for these certain truths in these uncertain times. May we know them, experience them, and speak them to others. You know the needs again for one another and for the bride of Christ throughout the nations. In His name, in His authority, we thank You. Amen.